Hey everyone, Marissa here. I wanted to tell you about Local ABA. Local ABA is a remote supervision company founded by me. We're dedicated to providing quality supervision that focuses on your unique needs and how we could best support you. If you've ever been interested in remote supervision before, we are dedicated to curating a safe space to answer any questions you have with no shame and creating a community of supervisees who are committed to being culturally responsive and well-rounded BCBAs. Please visit us at our website, localaba.com, or visit us on Instagram at localbcba. Thank you so much. Looking forward to hearing from you soon. to my ABA partner. I'm super, super excited for our guest today, our first guest. My name is Marissa and my ABA partner is... My name is Alex. And we are so excited to talk to our first guest, Peggy and Ryan Carwheel. So Peggy, for those of you who don't know, is my business partner at Local ABA. She is our other supervisor there and she is fantastic. Um, We'll talk about how we met because sometimes I feel like she's also my ABA partner as well. For sure, for sure. (laughs) Yes. And we'll talk to her ABA partner, her husband, Ryan. So I'm really, really excited to um, get to know their story a little bit more. And we have our first segment, which is uh, Mid-Noon Force Choice. Uh, so for today's Mid-Noon Force Choice, are you more of a wine or beer person? For me, definitely red wine person. I love a good Pinot Noir, Cab, that's my jam. How about you? Same with me. I feel like we've really gotten into wine this year. Yeah. Um, to like a different level. And so definitely wine, especially of the red variety for sure. Yeah, no white. No what white. about you, Peggy? I'm definitely a wine person. Um, I do like beer, but I, it goes in waves and it depends what I'm eating. But if it's just like sitting and we're just getting a drink, I'm definitely a wine person. And um, I'll speak on behalf of Ryan because he had to step out to deal with our daughter for a second. Um, (laughs) But I'm going to take a guess and say that he's more of a beer person um, overall. But it's funny. There's actually a story there because he didn't drink wine for the longest time. He didn't like it. And then we did a... uh, a wine tasting in upstate New York. And we spent like a whole weekend wine tasting. So he was forced to drink all of the different kinds. And um, he was like, I only like sweet. I only like sweet. And by the end of the weekend, he loved all, didn't like sweet anymore and liked all the other ones. Like tried all the the drier and more flat. And now he's a wine person, which is really nice because I like wine and now we enjoy it together. But I would say overall, he's probably more of a beer person. That's so funny because like, that's exactly what happened to me. At first I was not the biggest wine person. And then I went on a couple tastings and um, when you start to learn about the different, you know, uh, grapes and, and the different varieties. How it's made in the sun and all yeah. that. Yeah. It just, it just takes it to a different level and it becomes super fun. And so, yeah, I totally understand, um, you know, what Ryan says in regards to that, because that's exactly how it happened for me as well. Nice. What about you, Alan, our lovely producer at Pretty Easy Podcasts? What about you? Are you a wine or a beer guy? Oh, so 
These days, I'd say, because I'm now an adult, probably wine. <laughs> uh, I've, I've, I have really grown up, um, learned to love it. I, I do both in moderation. Tonight, I'm planning on, you know, getting down on the mezcal. That's my new jam. But when it comes Ooh. to beer and wine, wine all day. The red. Nice. What's mezcal? It's tequila. It's, it's like oh. tequila, but smoky. It's, it's delicious. Yeah, it's definitely like, um, you know how whiskey and scotch are kind of in the same family? They're related. Yeah, okay, okay. I feel like mezcal is the scotch version of tequila. Okay, hi. I hope that's not blasphemous. I hope someone's not like listening to this. And they're being like, like a connoisseur. What? I know, they're like, oh my God, you guys don't know anything. We're just kind of now, yeah. <laughs> well, Ryan, now that Ryan's here, um, Ryan, are you more of a beer or a wine person? Let's see if Peg was right. Um, she's always right. And, uh, it's irritating. <laughs> so she probably said that, um, I started off being a beer person and then slowly my, made my way into the, uh, the wine dimension. And now it's, I have beer with dinner and then a glass of wine before bed. So I got to do them both. Nice. Nice. Cool. Okay. So she wasn't far off. She said you're overall a beer guy, but you're, you like dip in the wines too. And you, yes. you know, you Cool. Perfect. I very much enjoy red wine and dark chocolate. Yes. It's like a dessert. Oh, uh, nice. So, yes. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I'm so excited to talk to both of you um, today and just get to know you a little bit more. And because obviously I know Peg a lot and I feel like I know you too, Ryan, by association. And, uh, you know, it's so funny because Ryan will text Peg and I like, sorry, uh, you know, their daughter Liana is. Um, She's getting intermittently reinforced, which is continuing her behavior to come into the room during the meeting. So like, and he literally says that. So like he knows his ABA stuff, guys. So watch out. Uh, so just to get to know you guys, where, uh, where, where'd you guys meet? How'd you guys meet? Do you want to take that? Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, it's funny. Cause I, I tell this story often. Um, even my students, I, I teach science in middle school and, um, the students are pretty um, observant and they always ask questions about uh, family and things like that. So they're uh, constantly asking about relationships and things like that, you know, middle school. And, yeah. um, but, um, so we met in college. Um, Peggy was a volleyball player at the University of Rhode Island and I ran cross country and track there. So we were lucky enough to be at uh, URI early for preseason and things like that. And the athletes tend to, um, kind of cruise together, right? They're there yeah. early. There's nobody else. So you kind of create this family amongst your teammates as well as the other teams. And so we had, we had met each other, um, just through the teams being there on campus. And then, um, I mean, how much of the story do you want? Do you want the, like the whole <laughs> thing or, uh, <laughs> I, I guess there's a glimpse into how you guys okay. met and, you know, so you, you're both athletes at URI and, um, you know, you got together like right away or you guys like played it easy or. Or let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Who made the first move? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, it, it's actually really funny. It's really funny. Um, so we had, we had class together and I'll never forget. Um, we were leaving this particular um, lab class we had together. And I have a twin brother that went to school with us as well. So um, we were kind of like all part of the same crew. And um, we were leaving to go eat at a, at a dining hall. And we had kind of made plans to meet with Peggy and some of her friends from the team and class. 
And I remember walking to the dining hall and my brother, Adam, had a call from Peggy on his cell phone. And I told him, don't answer it. And he kind of looked at me like, what do you mean don't answer it? And I said, don't answer it because if you don't, she'll call me. I was already interested. Oh. And so sure enough, he, uh, he went along with it. He didn't answer. And she immediately called me after. And uh, so I got to, uh, you know, kind of behind the scenes start things. I guess that was my way of beginning um, and, uh, and then after that, we just we became got, really, good yeah, friends. really good friends. Yeah. yeah. And that lasted for a while. Um, I had just gotten out of a serious relationship from high school. So I was serious relationship. We'll put that in air quotes. <laughs> but, um, I, I was in college and we became very close, but I was, I was really hesitant to get into a relationship. And then it was actually like Thanksgiving break. I think we went home for Thanksgiving and it was when I started to realize like, whoa, like I miss him. I miss him more than like a friend, you know? And uh, so I think that's when I started allowing myself to think about it. But yeah, there was a, there was a conversation we had one time where, do you want to tell that? That was so <laughs> Yeah, funny. it was funny. I would consider being, I was put in the friend zone really quickly, I believe. And, uh, and I was deep in the friend zone, very <laughs> deep in the friend zone. Um, and, uh, I couldn't help myself, right. I was very attracted to her. And, uh, Aww. so I remember one of the times, um, we had had the discussion a few times before about relationships and things like that. And I remember, um, kind of standing, it might've been at your dorm room or something. And I said, look, I'm not asking you to marry me. I'm just looking for a shot. That's it. And, you know, here 16 years later, married and kids and stuff like that, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> That's so sweet. So I say oh persistence. Persistence is key. <laughs> That's Alex's motto. When we were in high school, his, you know, remember like the quote that you would have by your picture? He would say, what is yours? Like pers perseverance. That was okay. like his word. And like my friends now know us like from high school who we all went to high school together and they're like, I will never uh, not say perseverance does not work because of Alex Chung, because now you guys are together, you know, 10 plus years later. And so um, for those of you who don't know, Alex and Alex liked me in high school, but he was very friend zoned as well. So <laughs> but I'm glad that we're here today. And so we're in the ABA journey, you know, since this is my ABA partner, um, we're in the ABA journey. Do you think was the best time and the hardest time for you guys? <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. There was a, a lot of things happening during this journey. I feel yeah. like um, Peggy's experience in school was uh, a very, very challenging. The environment she was in, the students that she was working with. You're talking and, about when I was like teaching. Yes. Yeah. So you, that on top of being in the school and trying to get my supervision hours. Yeah. So it was, it was a lot of stuff going on. Plus, you know, we started off the journey with no children and we ended the journey with two. So I went through like two pregnancies and two newborns and two many years of no night sleep. <laughs> and, you know, like it was, it was just a lot of change happening in a short amount of time. We bought a house and moved in the middle of it all. And yeah, so it was a lot. And, and not to mention on top of everything, we live 5,000 miles away from our family. So it's, it's hard to not get to see them all the time. And I mean, it's great because they come and visit and, you know, they get to stay with us for long periods of time, but it's still, you know, not like, Hey, grandma, grandpa, can you watch them while I have homework to do or whatever? So for me, one of the most challenging times I remember is in the beginning when Liana was born 
And um, she was a newborn, so I was nursing her, but I had three-hour classes at night. So poor Ryan was cooking dinner, trying to like feed her, bathe her, feed me, and then he would hand her to me and so I could nurse her, and then he would go put her to bed. And like that's the times that I remember being the hardest. I mean, obviously, my supervision experience was a, a big challenge too, but I feel like for me – um, overall, the beginning part was harder. Being in school with a newborn was the hardest part and working full time. That was right. Yeah. Right. What about from your perspective, Ryan? Like, what do you, what do you feel like was the hardest time for you? I guess I'd have to say more recently was the most challenging portion mm-hmm. because of the situation at school, um, the environment that she was working in and, and kind of the issues that they were having there and the lack of support that she was feeling. And then also, having the issues with completing supervision and having things signed off on and losing hours um, because all of that stuff, unfortunately comes home, right? Um, It's hard. um, It's hard not to speak about those things and vent about those things. So I think that was a challenge because besides the, our ABA journey, I also have my own journey, right? Teaching and my job and things like that. So coming home and then, you know, dealing with the kids at night and then finally putting them to down, to, uh, to sleep and then now diving into the conversations that got dark and heavy and deep and, you know, ang- anxiety and stress and things like that. Um, so trying to be there, being supportive at the same time, um, making sure that I'm knocking off the things on my list to do as well as being there for her and being there for the kids. So I think there was just, there was a lot going on. There was, um, and being pulled in so many different directions um, I would say was probably the challenge, the most challenging. And I think most importantly, when, when Peggy was, you know, had a really high level of stress because of all these things, because, uh, you know, you, you see that, you feel that and you feel for your partner and there wasn't a whole lot I could do, right. I could do the best I could as a father, as a husband, things like that. But there was a huge portion that was out of my control. And unfortunately it was out of Peggy's control as well, because it was a supervisor or whatever it may have been. So I think not having the answers, um, you know, is, uh, is difficult. Well, with that though, I do want to say like, you were amazing. Like, I know you feel like maybe you couldn't help, but I do want to say like having you there at all. And just being that person at the end of the night to dive into those like stressful, dark conversations that w- that was super helpful. So like, I know Alex, you were kind of saying some of the same things in your, your experience, but I know from my perspective, I can say you may not feel like you were helping at the time, but like you, you were just being there and listening. And like, even if sometimes I felt like there were so many times you were just like, "Uh uh-huh, 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 Peggy. Like, but just letting me talk about it and get it out was just like super helpful. We know, Alex and I, we know, we know. (laughs) (laughs) We're full aware, we know. Um, I was going to say it was a cool journey. It was, you know, I'm so glad to be part of it because I feel like I've learned so much and I benefited so greatly because of, um, both of your experiences and your experience with Marissa and local ABA, um, it's really helped, I think, helped my teaching and uh, even helped me teach students about how important it is to to think scientifically, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I think that's really important. That's something that the world, unfortunately, is missing right now and, uh, and it's all around us. So, um, you know, anything that I can take from the conversations and what I've learned from you guys as BCBAs and, and apply them to my own job and the students um, I think is even more important. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Ryan, do you, what do you think is like 
the best part of the experience for you. You know, this is a crazy journey with so many ups and downs. Uh, we talked about the hard part, but overall, the best part, what do you, how do you feel like what was the best part? I think the best part was probably watching Peggy become so passionate about something. Um, so in, in college, you know, being a student athlete, um, really it's the other way around, obviously it's you're an athlete, you're owned a bit, and then you have to do this, the, the scholarship or the, you know, the academic part of it as well. And, um, so I knew Peggy was very passionate about volleyball and not the most passionate about education, you know, and she asked me the night before a chemistry final to help her study. And she had never even opened the book. Um, oh my I, uh, I was kind of like, Oh no, this is going to be a long night. Yeah. That's, um, that's, that really so, happened. you know, there was just, there was times during, um, you know, university that, um, her passion was elsewhere, right? It was at an athletics. And then since then, even teaching, she was teaching special ed, became very passionate about that, but not on the same level. When she began to um, do her coursework to become a BCBA, I think it clicked, you know, her, her brain clicked. She found that niche that she wanted to be in. Um, I think it helped her realize what science really is, right? Um, the process, the way of thinking and, um, and experiencing that. And then within being in the classroom, it was like being in her own clinic. She was able to use the uh, concepts that she was learning in her coursework and apply them directly to her students and directly, and not so much, you know, ABA because she wasn't a BCBA yet, right? You can't do that. It's unethical. So she would, you know, use these to help her identify best practices um, and just kind of understanding what that looked like in a classroom and what that looked like for clients. So I think it was almost like an aha moment where I was, I had this outside perspective watching her develop this new understanding of how to teach, how to look at behavior, how to think scientifically, and then also have, um, you know, this passion, this fire for it. And I think that was the coolest part. Cause I'm like, yep, you're doing it and you like what you're doing and you're damn good at it. Right. So right. That, that, that was a really exciting portion. Absolutely. Um, and Peg and I actually re were recently talking about, you know, she, BCBA, like being a BCBA, it's something that she never knew, but it was just always the perfect fit, you know? And I think that a lot of people fall into ABA field without knowing about it. I haven't heard one person say, oh yeah, in high school, I knew I wanted to be a BCBA, right? So um, I'm so glad to have met you. And for those of you who don't know, how I met Peggy, I met her um, when I was working in the school district and um, she was a teacher in the classroom for two um, paraprofessionals that I was supervising. And so she was a teacher and we just got along and we just hit it off. And here we are today. So just to give you a little bit of background of how we met, because um, it, it's something so like I had so many teachers that I worked with, right? Like literally 30 plus schools I was at, but Peggy was the only one to like pursue me and to really make that connection and talk. So I'm really excited that you're now a BCBA and we're, you know, t working together. So my, my favorite part about what you guys said uh, was uh, the fact that you, during your ABA journey, you never let the ABA aspect deter you from like what you guys wanted to do, like have children, buy a house, right? I find that a lot of people, when they go through this period, their only focus is getting the hours and, 
you know, the tests and all these things. And I think the thing that's really awesome is, yeah, it was really hard, but at the mm-hmm. same time, man, it never deterred you guys from doing the things that you wanted to do or that were important to you. And, and I think that that is very encouraging to hear. Um, and I hope somebody hears that and is like, man, I don't let, I don't need to let this journey deter me from doing the, doing the things that I want to, you know, and doing the things that I find are important to me as a human being as well. Um, so I, I love that you guys shared that. And I hope that somebody hears that and is super encouraged. Ryan, I, I love this question because it's kind of pointed just at you. Um, and I'm, I'm interested to also hear Peggy's perspective, but what advice would you give to other ABA partners? Well, you know, when you were asking prior to asking, I was thinking about you guys as well and thinking that, um, you know, as crazy as life gets with whatever it throws at you, having a a support network, even if it's just each other, is so important. And and I know um, from what Peggy has told me with Marissa, your journey and stuff like that, having Alex there, like just having somebody to bounce ideas off, somebody to listen. In fact, Peggy's um, Peggy's sister has mentioned this recently. It's kind of a cool when they're dealing with a particular issue. She'll say, "Do you want me to listen, or do you want my advice?" And that's kind of the starting point of the conversation. And uh, and I think it's a really good way of approaching these conversations. Of like, I can be here just to listen, or I can be here to kind of chime in. And I think having that understanding and having a support network is is really important. Um, and I think Marissa and, and Peggy. You know, I feel like you've surrounded yourselves with people in the field, right? Uh, maybe it's different RBTs, maybe it's different BCBAs, and and because I feel like it, it's like gathering speed or garnering speed or whatever you want to put it, um, the the field um, you have to find people that you can associate with, that professionals that you can bounce ideas off of, and you can kind of grow together. Um, so I think having that. It was probably the most important. I want to piggyback on that. Marissa and I have conversations about local ABA like all the time. You know, I really feel like I'm a consultant to this business <laughs> where, you know, I really lend my objective point of view, especially as, you know, we're trying to scale the business and grow in many different ways. And it's so funny because I will have conversations with her and she'll listen and then it won't be until Peggy says the exact same thing that I said, where she goes, she goes oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, and I, Peggy. yeah. And I sit there and I'm like, I said that like two weeks ago. And then it's not until Peggy says it where she's like, yeah, you know what? That thing, Peggy said that exact same thing. And now I believe you, you know, and like that's exactly Which, what I When you think about it, when you talk about data, right, if you have one data point, two data, like the next data point is even more important, right? So it kind of, I don't want to give them any, you know, I don't want to really give them anything, Alex, here, because I understand. (laughs) But at the same time, like, I know that's happened to me, too, where um, I will give input or feedback or something like that. And it's not until she hears it from somebody else. And I'm kind (laughs) of sitting in the background going like, "Mm, don't you remember this conversation, but I have to kind of back away and say, you know what, this is a, this is another data point and of the, yeah, the, the same idea. So it, it's good that you're entertaining these other perspectives because it can kind of like help support what I'm saying. So I get credit in the end, I guess. <laughs> it drives me wild, but at the same time, I'm, I'm like, man, Peggy and I, we are just like so lock and step. And it's like, I've always said this about you, Peggy, where it's like, you have great discernment, like your intuition, your instincts, 
are right. bar none. And I think that that's something that that's, that's just really awesome. But um, just to kind of uh, redirect our conversation here, uh, Ryan, yes. what advice would you give to ABA partners? I didn't really answer. I think I, I kind of got away from it. So well, you did say something <laughs> that I loved that I, that, that whole strategy of going into a conversation of, mm-hmm. do you want me to just listen or do you want me mm-hmm. to give feedback? And I feel like that, so, cause I know you asked Ryan and then you're asked my, my opinion, but when he said that, I was like, yeah, that's perfect. That's really a perfect thing to offer to somebody. Like, because those days when I would get in the car after school and just start losing it about all these things that were going on. And like, my mind was spiraling because I knew I had to like do this for supervision and do this. For, and it was just very stressful there were times when it was like, I I really just need you to listen. Like, Mm -hmm. I really just need you to let me vent about this. And then there were other times where like, I really needed advice. Yeah. And I think that that's just a really great antecedent strategy. Uh, Like instead of getting in fights about something, it's like, Hey, do you want me to listen? Like, cause Alex is like, I mean, I love you, but there are times where you give me advice where I just want someone to vent to and like we've gotten in arguments because you're like I'm just trying to help you and I'm like but I don't need your help I just need you to listen so I really really like love that yeah because the the whole for me what I kept saying to Ryan because exactly that's how he would I just want to help you right like and you're you're saying these things to me and I want to give you some solutions and I definitely understand that but sometimes I'm upset about something and I may not even necessarily be right about being upset there, but I just, I need somebody to validate that what I'm feeling is okay. So that's where it's kind of like this. I don't, I don't want to hear, I don't want you to tell me that I shouldn't feel that way or don't feel that way or, you know, something like that rather just being like, okay, okay. Like I understand that you feel like, and that sometimes is more helpful than any solution based answer. (laughs) I do. I wanted. I wanted to address the question again because I was thinking about it when I was. <laughs> so I think the best advice for an ABA partner, especially from the perspective of being the partner of the ABA person, is yeah. learn. Absolutely, you have to learn because everything's a learning opportunity. And I think being a teacher, um, I definitely have an interesting view into the world of teaching and behavior. Even though I didn't, I couldn't define what do you guys call it? The, I couldn't operationally define everything. And, um, but I was able to observe it in my own students. So, um, and it can be applied to everything, right? It can be applied to your friends. It could be applied to your coworkers. It could be applied to your own children. It could be applied to your dog. Like it, it's so relevant to every relationship out there, really, to be quite honest, that's how I feel. So I think my biggest piece of advice is is get involved, ask questions, learn with them. Because even if you don't go into the field of ABA, you will be a much more intelligent person for it. Um, and more prepared, I guess you'll have different tools in your toolbox to work with different types of people. Yeah. Not that you need to be analyzing everybody's behavior, but you'll have a better understanding of why people behave the way they do. And then, yeah. So yeah. I think that's the best piece of advice. Just learn. Everything's a learning opportunity. And, uh, and I think... Um, you know, everybody has to do a better job of continuing to learn and we can maybe avoid some of the issues that we're dealing with now. (laughs) Yes. It's really humbling right now. And I want to admit this on the podcast, how much Ryan that you actually know about ABA. Like (laughs) I feel a little embarrassed right now because I always pretend and, and, 
you know, try to flex my ABA knowledge, but man, I, I but need, he's like, correct. Yeah. Yeah. I need to like, really, <laughs> I need to get in my Cooper book right now and just start <laughs> studying these terms because my goodness, like you are for real, you yeah. know? And so that is, that is very humbling right now. And I'm going to eat that. And, you know, I, I won't be so, uh, Jokey about yeah, it. Yeah, jokey about it. Okay. Moving forward. All right. All right. Everyone heard it here first. He's not gonna <laughs> anyway. But I, I do think Ryan brings a unique perspective to it too, because so, I mean, we've been together for 16 years at this point. So he's known me for a very long time, but also being that he's a science teacher and I was a science teacher while well, I was a science teacher, then a special ed teacher. So being that we had so many similarities, like as my career was changing I think it was interesting to him to hear about it because he had some like you know skin in the game as far as science like he he likes that already so you know he definitely brought um or had already some background information that was helpful and that made him interested too because we all know like somebody doesn't have that buy-in they're not going to care so like telling somebody you should learn is I think it's a great thing but like you're like I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make, I guess, is just that if you enjoyed it already, mm-hmm. you know, so if somebody else knew nothing about what this journey is to this person, <clears throat> I think it would be a little bit more challenging to be willing to um, get involved. But I do think it's a good mm-hmm. idea. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. It's definitely worth the venture. He, he already um, knew since he was a science teacher, but you know, he did it because he loves you as well. So. Yeah, and it was intriguing. I hear I teach science, and you were actually you were you were doing science. You were collecting data. You were analyzing data. You were um, applying that to your hypothesis. You were actively engaging in the scientific process. Um, so I think that's really um, special because it's something you can apply to. I mean, everybody does it all day long. You know, you're dealing with problems and you do that process, but you were actively doing that, and um, I thought that was very inspiring. So. Yeah. Awesome. So, okay, let's get into the nitty gritty about the exam. So um, Peggy is a one and doneer, which is great. And um, yeah, she only took it one time. Wow, one and doneer. Yeah. Um, Wait to hear that story. (laughs) Yeah. So what did you do during that time to help Peg study? Just talk. I think that was such a huge benefit. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but having a conversation where she could talk about these principles that she learned about and and then bounce them off of me because I could try to apply them to the situations that I was experiencing in class and and kind of turn around and just having that back and forth, I think was really important. And and I guess in teaching in general, you that's the best way you learn right is to teach somebody even having the student say hey if you know what you're doing teach somebody who doesn't because you'll have a deeper understanding of the content and i think that's really what benefited her um is teaching me it allowed herself to kind of take a step back um and and figure out how to articulate the concepts um because i didn't understand the vocabulary at first i mean i still don't um but not knowing that i couldn't i couldn't speak the language if you will and uh so having her teach me, I think, was probably one of the biggest benefits um, for her as far as studying yeah. for the exam. Absolutely. So like You said yeah. that well, it was a crazy story. So do you want to tell a little bit about it? I'll tell it. Yeah. And <laughs> so um, so she was preparing for the exam, right? We had um, She had lost supervision hours that had put her back. And, and I know, unfortunately, lots of people that I've met now 
have experienced similar situations, which is really um, unfortunate. And Can I um, just interrupt for one second? Sorry. I do want to just say that I truly, so for anybody out there who has had a similar experience um, with losing your hours, as far as the whole being one and done, I think that was a huge contribution to that factor. Like the fact that I had to essentially start over and, you know, go through the whole process of supervision again. I think that is what prepared me for the exam to be a one and done You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Absolutely. Everything Ryan said is true and was super helpful. But that whole additional year of experience was so beneficial to my my ability to pass. So I just like if anybody is going through something like this, just know that, yes, it's a longer journey, but it may be a little bit easier as far as the exam in the end. Right. But yeah. so sorry. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think when she was preparing to um, to find a date to take the exam, she realized pretty quickly that it was not for like another six months or something like that oh, times were available. And at that per- current time, you were in a classroom that – um, I wanted need, to switch. To get out. Yeah, I you, wanted to switch. She I was needed ready. to exit that classroom and that that environment because of the lack of support and things like that. So when she was looking at the potential dates to take and realized that they were way you know far in advance, she was like, "Oh, this doesn't really fit my program in my head of what the future is going to look like." Um, mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, um, it was maybe two days after she went on that there was an available slot, and she had like a two day window to prepare herself oh, to take wow. the exam and i said you you have to take it because you know if you don't do well and you don't pass no big deal at least you've no seen the deal. test you know, you're a little bit more prepared yeah. for the next time and if you get lucky then you're good to go and in two days you'll be uh you know board certified behavior analyst so you got to go for it and uh so she said okay i'm ready to go i'm gonna i'm gonna take it um who knows what's gonna happen so i was very excited okay and then <laughs> Then she called me. I was getting out of school maybe half an hour before her exam. And the exam location had changed and there was traffic. There was no parking. So she was losing her mind on the other end of the phone because she was about to be late for this exam that she probably wasn't prepared for completely, emotionally prepared for, and didn't want to wait another bunch of months. So everything was kind of coming together in a very fast, you know, very short window. And uh, luckily she was able to get there on time. And you told me something like you didn't breathe for the first like 12 questions or something like that. <laughs> I was like shaking. It was so stressful. Yeah. Uh, I, remember, I remember getting that um, text message from Peggy like, I passed. And I was like, I didn't even know you were taking your exam. Like it was just so um, not random, but it wasn't planned, you know? Right. Like, so it, that's crazy. Here. Ryan, the moment you found out that she passed, was was it like this big, like monumentous moment, or was it like, oh shoot, you passed? What? It, you know, it was a it was a project because she was so upset on the phone prior to. I was like, oh no, I don't know how this is gonna go, and if it doesn't go well with the situation at school and things like, I was like, this is gonna be a very dark, you know, yes. challenge. And yes. uh, so I was like, I'm taking the kids. We're going to meet her in the parking lot after exam because if it doesn't go well, we'll be there to kind of console yeah. her, pick up the pieces. And if it does go well, we'll be there to celebrate. So that's what I did. I took the kids in and surprised her. We parked next to her car and she came out. Um, and uh, yeah, I was confident, I think, because we had so many conversations and she was 
in the particular class oh, environment that she was in, I was pretty confident that she was going to do well. As long as she kind of, you know, settled her mind and took some deep breaths, she would have been okay. So when she came out and called me and we were in the parking lot, she said, I, I, I think you broke down. She said, I passed. And in my head, I'm going, oh, thank God, because if you didn't, this would be an absolute disaster. And like, I can't handle it, you know, not to, it's all about you, but I couldn't handle it. So I'm so pleased and, and so proud that she had passed. Um, and, uh, and we were all, you know, we were there in the parking lot to celebrate and, and we uh, ate Taco Bell on the beach. Yeah. We got Taco Bell, went over to the beach <laughs> and had the kind of an evening on the beach to celelebrate. So, um, it was, it was pretty big. I think she had spent so many hours, right. You do all this coursework and then you do supervision hours and all of that. And then it comes down to a test. Right. And, uh, and I think, you know, that's a huge challenge because you could know the content very well. And just not be a very good test taker. You could have anxiety because test anxiety. So, um, you know, those things kind of all came together and she was able to, uh, you know, overcome and uh, persevere right now and, uh, and, and get what she was there for. So um, it, it was a pretty cool opportunity. We have a, a, a nice poster on the, the uh, inner office that, to comm commemorate the date, um, you know, and uh, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, Ryan got me, um, so it's the stars of the, the night, that night at the beach. So we went to Ala Moana Beach Park after. Um, and so he got, it's the stars, and then it's a Carl Sagan quote underneath, and it says, I don't want to believe, I want to know. So wow. Very, very special, yeah. That is awesome. So sweet. Not like ours at all. There, there's this sounded like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Anticlimactic. He was like, okay. I was like, all right, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> no way. Yours was such a, a journey. I can't imagine. It, it was an it, it was an, it was an absolute journey. It's like a 10 episode uh TV show. But then the yeah. end was like, oh, okay. Cool. Great. I was I, like, I was I expecting for like Marissa to be like crying and like have all these emotions and feel some type of way. And she's like, yep, I passed. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Right. <laughs> and that was it, you know? And I was just like, man, I totally played up that moment in my head and it was not what I expected at all. But um, I, this is one of my favorite questions that we ask um, on the podcast what what's one thing they date that they don't tell you about being with a BCBA? Hmm. One thing they don't tell you. Um, everything you do, either your partner starts to analyze no. or you start analyzing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> one, I, I think it's like once you have the knowledge and once you have the tools, um, it's hard to ignore them, right? You you know, you and I guess having kids too. You're watching your children, you know, run around and break the rules and, and do things and you start using what I, what I've learned from Peggy and, um, and even numerous and everybody that's involved in uh, behavior analysis, right. Is, uh, you, you forget how easy it is to, to kind of fall back into that mindset, not fall back, but fall into that mindset of analyzing as opposed to doing, you know, whatever job you're doing at parenting and stuff. Cause it's sometimes it's hard to separate those things. And, uh, so it's, it's kind of always on your mind, I think is one of the things, um, yeah, once it's there, it yeah, never goes that, away. That scene, once, once you learn about ABA, it's never, it never goes away. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. I agree. So um, our ending question is for both of you. And um, 
so knowing everything that you know now, all the ups and the downs, um, everything you know now through this process, what is one thing that you learned about yourself? I mean, for me, like I, Ryan stepped up for me through this journey. Like, I mean, I always obviously knew Ryan was a good person. I say to him all the time, this is why I fought so hard for you because we didn't tell the whole story, but we got together and then we had a nasty breakup and then we got back together and, you know, the rest has been history. But during that breakup, it was like, you know, pretty, pretty intense. So I, I'll say to him all the time, this is why I fought so hard for you because I knew like you're, you're an amazing person in my life. Like more, he's more than I ever could have expected him to have been for me through my journey as far as supportive and like, like willing to listen, like what, like he said, willing to let me talk to him about stuff. And so I just, for me, I saw how dedicated and supportive my partner was to me and, and my career and what I'm passionate about. And that was just, I mean, again, I knew that he was always a good person, but the way that he stepped up in this situation was just like, I couldn't be more grateful or express my gratitude enough. Like there's really just no way to thank him for the support he showed on the journey. So it's that that's what I feel like, but I don't know if that helps you at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many things I feel like because the process is not short, right? When you, when you're becoming a behavior, um, behavior analyst, um, you do the schooling, you do the supervision, you do all these things, you're studying for the test. It's a long process. So, and, uh, and as we had mentioned, having children during that time and moving, there was just so many changes in our lives. And, uh, so I get, it's hard to narrow down one thing I learned about myself. Um, uh, it's almost like to look inward a little bit, right? Having those tools and that knowledge, you, you start to think pretty quickly, like, wait, if these principles and these techniques can be applied to people's behavior, then obviously they can be applied to your own behavior and having the awareness of, of how to implement certain strategies and how to reinforce yourself or reinforce your partner. I think it, it allowed me to do a bit of reflection on my own behavior and, and try to um, change that for the better um, and, and kind of uh, peer into um, you know my own life and my own behavior from a different lens. I think that's probably the best way to put it. And, uh, and it allowed me to kind of, kind of grow as a person, grow as a teacher, grow as a, a father, grow as a husband, um, because I now had these new tools that you were able to share with me that I can say, Oh, I can, even though I'm not in the field, I can still apply these things to my own, these techniques to my own life and, uh, and better myself. I think that's probably the best way is even though I wasn't doing the coursework and doing it, I was able to apply those things to my life. And I think has made me a better person. Awesome. I I will say this, like whenever Peg and I have meetings together or something, or if it's the morning or if it's the evening, like Ryan will come up like, you know, with dinner or with wine or with a coffee or, you know, like he's very, very supportive of you, Peg. And, you know, I know that you're equally supportive of him as well. So I'm, I'm very grateful to see you guys and like, have this model in in my life and in our lives as well. And um, so, yeah, I'm just very blessed to even know you guys and, um, you know, continue this journey because the ABA journey is not over. It's not done. Like, even though you have the four letters behind your name, uh, it, it it is an ever-evolving process. And 
where this is just like a new chapter of the story. So I think that um, a lot of people will will learn from you guys. So thank you for um, telling your story. Oh, thank Absolutely. You. Thank you for inviting us too. I, yeah. I really appreciate it. I think um, I'm very proud of you guys. I mean, Marissa, you and I mean, you've started a business in the middle of the pandemic, a very successful, um, ingenious idea. And, you know, it's changed your lives. I, and I say this to Peg, it likely has changed behavior, you know, ABA, which is amazing. Like yeah. what you guys have done has changed the field. And wherever the field goes, there's likely always going to be remote supervision now because of the way the world is. And you were able to kind of trailblaze a little bit. And I know it's been a challenge and, you know, it's a learning experience, but that's the way trailblazing goes, you know, right? You have friction on all sides and, and you've been able to carve out this niche and, and really do an amazing job. And who knows where this is going to go? It, it's very exciting. And, and I appreciate the opportunity to be a part of it. And, and watch you guys do amazing things, amazing things. Yes. So thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited as well. And um, yeah, excited to have Peggy by my side. It's awesome because, you know, Peggy and Ryan, you guys are our ABA partners. You know, <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> you are ABA partners for yeah. sure in this journey. And um, yeah, I, you know, I reiterated in the, in the top of the, the, the episode here today, but man, you know, I couldn't have thought of a better person to partner with Marissa. You know, when, when I think about Peggy and all that she brings to the business, like we just wouldn't be here today with everything that, that we have and everything that you guys together have accomplished, you know, without the support and, and the presence of you, Peggy, and all the things that you bring to local ABA. So you know, it's, it's really awesome to, you know, just be a part of this journey. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just so fitting that our second episode, you know, of my ABA partner, it's with our literal ABA partner <laughs> here at Local ABA. Yeah, yeah exactly. Thanks, you yes, guys. Thank you very much. That's really, it's very flattering, Alex, to hear you say those things. But like, I, I just feel so honored. I say this to Marissa all the time, because I agree. I feel like you guys are our ABA partners as well. And Marissa and I, are like work soulmates at this point. Yes. And, um, so I'm just, I was grateful that I was considered and I was grateful that, you know, this is the journey that she allowed me to be a part of with her because I knew from the, when, when I learned that Marissa started this, this remote supervision business and what she was doing with it. I mean, I just, I was like so passionate for her about it. So seeing it get to where it got to and like a pretty short amount of time, you know, and to then say like, Hey, Peg, do you want to be a part of this was super flattering. Um, and I'm just excited to be here and see how we can make this grow. And you know how passionate I feel about it. So yeah. So thank you guys. Thank you for the opportunity and all of that. No, I feel like, um, you were the first person to kind of approach me and tell me like, Hey, what you're doing is Cool. And like, I would love to be a part of it if you ever have an opportunity. And I was kind of taken aback in that, like, wait a second, somebody wants to join me in this and someone actually cares about what I'm doing and is equally as passionate about this. Like, that's that was mind blowing to me in itself. And the fact that it's you was even like, it sweetened the deal even more. And I was like, yeah, like, let's do this. So um, I'm excited to for what's to come for sure. 
now we're in our final segment of Mailbag. And this comes from Selena Davila Shiling. Um, she is our good friend. And she has a podcast too, Marriage and Movies. So describe a recent moment that you were proud of the other person. Do you want to go, Alex? Sure. A moment that I really felt proud of you was probably, you know, this past month, I think you've really kind of turned the corner as far as just putting your best foot forward and everything that you're doing and um, not getting overwhelmed. I feel like so often during this journey, because, you know, it's a two person team, there's a lot of responsibility that's on your shoulders. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's overwhelming. I'm sure I can only imagine. And so I think this month you have really done a good job of focusing and not getting yourself worked up over things that are out of your control. And and I think you've grown a lot this month, like more than you've ever grown in, in the time, in the three years that I've known you, where I really think you're turning a corner as far as just your confidence and, you know, all that you've been able to kind of accomplish as of late as well. Um, and so that's probably the moment that I feel I've been the most proud of you, even to date, really. Thank you. This month is a great month then, I guess. Right. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right, Peg, do you want to answer that about Ryan? Sure. So as you were saying that, Alex, I was like, you know, there's there's so many things that I'm proud of. Um, you know, watching Ryan as a dad is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. But if we want to take it back a minute to our ABA journey, um, through that, Ryan was also training for an ultra marathon. So for those of you who don't know what that is, that's anything above like 30 miles. 30 miles. Um, and he, but he does them in the woods, like in the trails here in Hawaii. So he goes running through the trails. So this was something that he was working towards on our, during this whole journey as well. And it's really time consuming to to train for this because you have to dedicate a lot of time to going out and running. And so the way that it works here is it's kind of a series and it's like these different trails and the lengths increase over the course of the year and it works all the way up to a hundred mile race. So um, a couple, two, two years ago, <laughs> he, finished, he finished the 55 mile and he took fifth place in that. And that wow. was just like a an incredibly proud moment for me because I don't feel like he had the time he needed to, to train for it. I know he didn't feel prepared for it going into it and we could only see. So I was pregnant with Kaya at the time. Liana was like one and a half, two, I think. Yeah. She might've been two. And um, so I was there with her. It was super hot and we could only see him a couple times throughout the race. So, and the the last time that I saw him, would you have 11 miles to go? Something like that. And he was like, you know, Peg, I'm crashing, I'm burning, I'm really struggling right now. And I was like, oh my God, I don't, I don't know how to help this person. Like, I can't sit here and say you got it. Like you're doing the hardest thing I've ever heard anybody do. So um, so I was just like, uh, you know, telling him the be- the best things that could come to my mind at the time. And um and he did it and he finished strong and he I was just like blown away with that accomplishment. And um I know, you know, he would like to do the hundred one day, so that's just just something I wanted to add in because I that, it's just something I'm super proud of him for. Absolutely. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to share, Ryan? Yes, please. Um, 
So I, I've got a difficult uh, job because I, I feel like I'm proud of Peg and uh, pretty much every week, you know, even every day, there's something that um, uh, amongst the chaos, um, there are things that she comes home and says, oh, this worked for my, my student and my RBT did this. And, and I think so it's, it's hard to narrow them down. But I, I think one of the proudest moments uh, is just you as a person, kind of like Alex, you were mentioning of Marissa, is your confidence as a person. Um, you know, now you're a BCBA and what you're doing works, right? You know, your business works. People are, are being more prepared than they would have ever been in this time. So um, watching you grow this really amazing business and having the foundation of we're not just looking to get people certified. You're looking to send people out there that know what they're doing and um, and the concern you have of look your your our name our local ABA is going to be on um, on your certification essentially you know when you go out into the world um, they're going to know that you came through this business and so seeing how it's taken off and just remembering your own stories and what you've learned from that and then being able to share them with everybody uh, it makes me proud to think that you are changing the field. You know, you're, you're just into the field. You're new to the field, to be quite honest. And you're already, both of you, making um, some really important and quite, you know, essential changes to the field and, uh, and where it's going. And I, I think that makes me proud because um, amongst all the other stuff you're dealing with, right, relationship stuff and kids and work and, you know, your own clients and your own, you know, supervisees and, and all those things. So with so many things going on, the fact that you still have this vision for a, uh, more ethical field and and a field that really um, can make a difference. I mean, what do they say? You know, BCBAs can change the world. And, you know, and I, I truly think that is the truth. And I think that you are going to be part of that process of creating these, helping to, um, you know, foster these BCBAs that will help change the world. I think that's really amazing. And it makes me very proud to be part of the journey. So thank you for the ride. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Um, can I say something I'm really proud about you? Yeah, I was hoping. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, okay, so so Alex has had some recent changes, and he's pursuing something that he's ultimately passionate about. And I'm actually really, really proud of him in pursuing that. He wakes up every day. He reads his um, Bible. He reads his. He writes in his journal. He goes to the gym. Like he's really focused right now on becoming what he wants to do. And if he wants to share that in another episode, then I'll let him share that. But um, I'm just really proud that he's focused and pursuing his passion right now. So. The last question, mm -hmm. um, I, Peggy, I don't know who sent this to us, but if you want to shout them out, but the question is, Ryan, does Peggy always use positive reinforcement on you? Oh, Peggy, who, who is this? Punishment procedures on you. <laughs> Do you know the Instagram who shout this out? Yeah, so this yeah, is our friend Paige. Um, she is a teacher at the school that we used to teach, or that I used to teach at, that Ryan still teaches at. Um, and she's a, a good friend of ours. So she, yeah, so she sent me shout that. Shout out to you, Paige. Yes, shout yeah. out to Paige. She's wonderful. I actually had the um, the honor of co-teaching. She and I taught science together, which was really cool. So, um, and now she's working in um, the... Uh, fully self-contained class. So she, now she's teaching in an environment very much like Peggy was teaching before. So I think that's very cool. Um, but yeah, I, you know, again, like I had mentioned before, I think um, once you have... 
I thought that was a hesitant. Yeah, he was like, "Yeah." You know, I was I was thinking basically, um, like I had mentioned before, once you have these tools, it's hard not to apply them, right? And I think that Peg, um, you know, Peggy will, I guess, will use these techniques um, with um, our kids and myself, and um, um, not that she's using it to uh, achieve some outcome that she's looking for, but. Um, you know, there are definitely things, and I think we all require it, right? That's kind of what behavior is, is we need to be reinforced, um, on certain types of behaviors. So I think it, it's something that we all need and that we all, cra- you know, crave. Um, so I think it's all about timing, right? And, uh, making sure those reinforcements, you can have access to those reinforcements when you need or when you want them. So I would say, yeah, she probably does more than she'd probably like to admit on, on Mike, I guess. Um, but, um. Nice. I love that. What about you, Alex? Do I use positive reinforcement with you? Mostly punishment procedures. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Lies, lies, lies. (laughs) All right. Well, this has been super fun, guys. Thank you so much for being our first guest on the podcast. And we will talk to you guys soon. Thank you for having us. Yes, we truly appreciate it. Yes, of course. Thank you, guys. Um, Catch our next episode of My ABA Partner. We will be talking to Jacqueline Spector and her husband, Eric, and their their wild ABA journey. And we're so excited to share with you guys next. All right. Bye.